Welcome to the Working Tools Podcast, where today we will continue our discussion of Chapter 6 of Observing the Craft by Andrew Hammer. Ladies and gentlemen, brethren all, welcome to the Working Tools Podcast, a casual conversation around Freemasonry. First, it's important to note that our thoughts and opinions are our own and do not reflect those of our Grand Lodge or respective craft or concordant bodies. Please connect with us and ask questions via our website at theworkingtoolspodcast.com. Today on the Working Tools Podcast, we have three quarters of our usual host of hosts. We have very worshipful brother David Colbeth of King Solomon Lodge number 60 in Auburn, Washington. I'm Matt Apple, and I'm a member of Mill Creek Lodge number 243. We meet in Mount Lake Terrace, Washington. And we have Jared Dunham, who is a member of Penticton number 147 in Penticton, British Columbia. Unfortunately, Steve couldn't be here with us tonight, but uh, we, we send our our good wishes out to him. So we left off. We still had a couple of senses to go, as I recall. We had, uh, well, as I recall, as David told me before we started recording, we, we still have a couple of senses to go. We, have, uh, uh, we were going to talk about smell and the use of incense and such and touch and the chain of, chain of union and such. So I guess, have you, either of you guys ever been to a lodge where they actually use incense for the... Yeah, yeah. So, I think I've talked about it many times before. Verity Lodge in Kent, down here, they are they're on the list of observant lodges. <laughs> to all you brothers of Verity, it's not uh, that wasn't said in in too much jest, but <laughs> but they know my love uh, for their for their practices. Uh, but no, they they do incense generally before degrees for sure, and I think for almost all lodge meetings as well. And many times they'll have it burning during the meeting, which can be a little bit. A little distracting, depending on how strong it is or what what scent they use. Uh, and <clears throat> many years ago, I don't know if I was an officer or if after I had left. I don't remember when Verity started doing that, but I I tend to steal a lot of great ideas from Zane and Verity Lodge. <laughs> and so I tried to have incense in our lodge once, and it was just like having the lights out when the when the light guys come in too they walked in and the first first old guy came in what are the lights sound for and he walked over and turned the lights on and i walked over and turned them off and not even five minutes later somebody else came what are the lights off for and they turned the lights back on again so i had to make a mandate that hey during opening we're gonna have lights down but the incense it was you know again it's something new and it was so it was a little bit distractive and some of the guys have sent issues or, or you know for different scents and things and so of uh, breathing and that you know smoke with the, the breathing of the smoke and things so it was i relented and didn't continue that practice but i have tried over the years to have like a good sounds simple sounds silly but like a glade plug-in or some kind of other scent present so that is i try to have one outside like in the lobby in the uh, foyer area a different smell as you're coming up and then another smell in the lodge room. So you can kind of tell even with your uh, not able to see, but you could have that difference. And I don't know how much of a difference it really is, but it's not been that effective over the years. It's still an old musty building. <laughs> the musty building smell still comes strong. <laughs> so you, you don't have guys walking in with a big sensor, you know, swinging it around. <laughs> like where do you I, this one like i guess the first two questions the things that always get me are like well where do you put it and what do you well like what specific are you using yeah i think 
Verity does have some kind of a container. It might be even the kind of spherical object like they have in our, I've seen many times in our, in visuals of our standard work or different things that related to masonry. I, I guess a true incense burner where it's more of a stack, a pile of incense, if you will, and it burns where I, I use this, the sticks, the incense sticks on a little, one of those little boards. And I don't know what's better or different, but yeah, we don't, we're not walking through like the monks or whatever, you know, swinging the, or the, right. the yeah, it, it's, and I did read, I liked what he talked about, maybe even doing it much before. So it's diffused. So that would be a potential strategy I haven't tried yet, yeah. but that would make me, mean I need to be there an hour and a half to two hours early. Yeah. I don't know. Cause I, I never grew up in a tradition that used incense in church. So mm. I don't understand. I, there's no connection between me and that and the smell of incense be, making like yeah. um, sort of taking the profane and making it more sacred by that connection. Yeah. I, my church experience has never had scent like that either. Not, not so, my experiences. I enough. still, I, I have a, I have a hard time understanding how this enhances the Masonic experience. Yeah, I, I, I guess I could see it setting. I mean, it sets apart the lodge room as from just your everyday experience. I would argue, I guess, that's probably not what King the worksite of King Solomon's Temple probably didn't smell like that. It probably smelled like, like, bo and, <laughs> and hardworking. Uh, bearers a burden but uh i could see it as as far as setting making it creating a sacred space i could sort of see it setting apart the room that said i kind of agree with david what you said that i incense can get overpowering quickly and unless you've got a you, you've got a light hand with it i i could see the the yeah that would be annoying my, my wife for one not a freemason uh really hates incense for just that reason she finds it overpowering very quickly that's a good point that it's possible they may have used it to diffuse the congregated odor. <laughs> well, I mean, all right, let's 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 do the history thing of you know, people didn't wash as much back then. Which they did, but well yeah. No I, <laughs> well, if they did, they certainly didn't have antiperspirant or other no to no, they were well and, and they weren't as prissy about odors as we've grown to be. Right. I mean, the slightest, the slightest off scent in our society and people are, you know, they're, they're, what's the their faces turn in and well, that's not the word, phrase I want to use, but you know what I mean? Like they get this, you know, the slightest whiff of something not malodorous, there's a good word, and good people word. look funny in your direction. I mean, and not to mention, I mean, the people that have scent that are sensitive to smells as well but you know because i know that okay i i i uh like this summer we went to barcelona and one of the things that one of the things that struck me about the city was because they have all their garbage collection and everything they have these big bins every block has big bins on the street every once in a while i would get the scent of sewage and garbage which i mean penticton it, it's a small town we don't get that so, and it was sort of a, it was an off-putting thing, but I'm sure that people that you, you get used to it. And I think that's sort of like, we, 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 we're, 
we're not used to having that in our lives anymore. Yep. I agree. I was actually, a, uh, as far as incense goes, the esotericism and masonry conference, the first one I went to, which may have been the very first one, was uh, it was at University Lodge, and there actually had a guy speak who makes incense, and he was he had different. I mean, he was really into it. He had different blends for the different three degrees and like the different ingredients and and what oils were in it and all sorts of stuff. It was it was. I honestly don't remember much of the subject of his conversation of his lecture, but it was really interesting at the time. I remember thinking, ah, it's really you know the the way he had thought about through some of this stuff was pretty impressive. But I should go look up what who he was and what it was about. Do you think it was certain elements that would cause arousal or or dampening? Was is that is it that kind of formulations or is it just his unique blend? If you remember at all, like I seem to recall it being things that he felt were appropriate given the the contents of the like the degree work which now you're going to ask like what would that be and i i <laughs> i don't remember i i like i said i should go look it up but it was uh at, at the time i remember thinking yeah incense we should do that and then not doing it <laughs> so well it does i i think scent in general though allows your well I think anybody can look it up on the internet, the the stages that a man goes through as he's going through the degrees. And so there is an element of lack of visibility <laughs> in, in our degrees. And so having that additional heightened scent, including feeling and smelling uh, during the degree itself is important. But I think it also, if a lodge were to use a regular scent that all this all the time the same scent all the same time i think it could also then trigger either a sense of comfort or of understanding when a guy walks into the lodge room it's like oh yeah i'm in the lodge room or if you should smell that smell somewhere else by chance he would harken back to the time in lodge and it would remind him just like we see our symbols around in the profane world we hopefully remember those things as they remind us I think that those scents could potentially remind us of our time, who we are, what we're about, potentially. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, there is, there are uh, stories you you read about. Was it Proust with the the smell of the um? pastries and sending the guy back to his memories of his youth and that sort of stuff or 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 in uh ratatouille where he smells the yeah <laughs> well, well but, uh... from proust to disney yeah <laughs> well i know in... um, but, but seriously it does it can evoke memories and, and feelings i i agree yeah I, I would be interested to see over time how that would affect like a lodge or a person but not like do, it's going to turn him into a frog or anything but i do remember years ago we'd done some studies on in in college about how scent affects people and you know for example casinos pipe in scent certain scents to keep you awake and to induce certain behaviors and so do shopping malls there's been shopping malls in other places that you know if you go into it's it's interesting to arrive in a location and like, you know, in Vegas is a great example. You go into their 
into their Coliseum, the shopping mall or whatever, and it has a very unique scent. And it's pleasing. And, uh, or, or, you know, if you're on a cruise or something, that may have certain scents as you go into different areas or in the, the, the soaps and shampoos and different things. You know, it's, it's just funny. Even Disney, Disney has that as well. You go into the Pirates of Caribbean and it has a certain scent about it. It's, you know, you know, you're in the Pirates of Caribbean. It's just interesting how that works. So, before we run out of time here, I wanted to get to this next section too about the touch piece. So, do you do you in Canada do a closing charge? And well, I know you have a closing charge, but is it do you form in the center of the lodge? How do you what or well, take it away, Jared. Well, we don't. Okay, you're trying to ask if we do the chain of union. Or some form yeah. of it. Or some form. No, we don't. We, we, I mean, without going into too much detail of the things that I'm not willing to talk about, we do, we do, everyone does sort of meet in the middle, but we don't, we don't hold hands or do a chain. And I can remember, it's funny too, because I can remember when I first joined Lodge, my Lodge down in Vancouver, I can remember us doing a chain of union. Um, but I don't. But I've not. Never. I haven't been. I have not been in a lodge since since those days that actually does one. Um, and I think it would. In the back of my mind, there seems to be something about it that's not allowed up here, or it's just fallen out of practice. I can't. I'm not exactly sure <laughs> which one. Interesting. Um, do you guys down in your neck of the woods? Yeah, kind of. I mean, we, I think it might be like what you're talking about. We all gather in a whatever, rectangle, oval, something in the middle of the room, uh, right at the end there. It, I have not been to a lodge that where it involves actually, I mean, other than incidentally, like intentionally holding hands or that sort of thing. Right. I can see, again, I can see where that would be powerful, but I don't know that I can imagine the grumbling as well as David was talking about <laughs> earlier. Yeah. I mean, our, our closing charges in clear, essentially clear text. And so we, we often will demonstrate that to the youth or to other, other organizations as a piece of our work. And so I don't think it's something that we can't talk about. We have a closing charge that we regularly perform as part of that change of chain of union, if we call it. And, and he alludes to that too, whether, whether you're touching or not, it's still the form of a chain of union. And mm -hmm. so I'm, I'm curious now I hadn't thought about just the, he talks about having just the toes touch. Right. And I hadn't thought about that idea because, you know, we're old and not so flexible anymore. So to, to, to stretch your hands across each other, we, in, in our table lodges in the past, uh, we have done a chain, a true chain of union where we've grabbed hands around the center of the room and we haven't done a table lodge now for several years, but, I don't want to give it away too much because we'll talk about it in our next segments as we approach into chapter seven. But I was at a table lodge just last night uh, for St. Andrew's Lodge in Renton. And they were going to sing at the end, Old Lang Syne, as you kind of, as we do anyway, uh, in departure. And I said, no, let's get, let's get in the center. And there was probably 30 or so guys there. So it was quite a, quite a group. And we were able to get together around the center and hold hands and, you know, do the crossed arms chain of union. And, and it was I was, as we were doing that, I was thinking about this part and, and remem remembering 
how powerful that is. And it was a pretty powerful moment, even though we had broken into heavy levity at the end of the table lodge. And, you know, I'll, we'll talk about that later, but it, it was pretty powerful to have that connection there at the end. So I, I would like, I, I floated the idea to one of our past masters, a little bit of a grumpy past master. He doesn't listen to the show, so I don't feel too bad about talking, <laughs> talking about him. I said, because we're going to do past masters night here next month. And, I, and he, we're, we have past masters that do the closing. Traditionally, it's how we have, have that happen. And so I said, you know, it'd be kind of cool is to do kind of a chain of union where we kind of get together in a circle at the end and and do the closing charge and I said, we could even just have our, you know, maybe I just have our toes touch. We wouldn't have to hold hands or anything. And he's not, I'm a traditionalist. I just like the square and shaking the hands and like, okay, okay. <laughs> I will say it is, it is common in some lodges around here in, in this neck of the woods where the, um, the master, as he delivers the closing charge, will go around and shake each brother's hand. Who's standing around the altar there. Which I'm sort of a chain of union by proxy or something. <laughs> I don't know. It's it involves it clearly involves touch and 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 the gathering there. So and there's a lot of guys that really like that, and some guys are indifferent. I, I'm I'm a little bit indifferent about the shaking of hands. I I think it can be a little bit overused. It I think there has to be a a meaning a true meaning behind it, not just of the the form of it. If you're just going around and shake hands because you think you have to go around and shake hands versus you know I really want to do that and then which direction do you go some guys say well the the you know you should go clockwise well then it's you're backwards you're shaking hands backwards basically as you're going along it's kind of awkward and then if you go the other way you're in, it's a little bit odd and then a lot of times we'll have it we'll do it as part of a degree and have the new candidate or the new brother come through with you or a visitor if there's a special visitor they'll come through and shake the hands of all the brothers to make kind of a connection and so my thought a little bit is that if there isn't that speciality <laughs> that uniqueness to the meeting a special visitor a degree or something is it excessive is it just another thing we do is it now not as important as it used to be i don't know i think a lot of times it is i think a lot of times too it it especially if there's a fair number of guys there it takes long enough and it breaks up the flow of the closing charge i would rather have a closing charge well delivered well, I mean, I guess ideally I would rather have both, but if I had to pick one or the other, I would rather have a closing charge well delivered than a closing charge with handshaking. Yeah. And generally we do a rectangle is, but I've, I, it's funny. Ours has kind of morphed into this a little more of an oval, but just, I think more because guys don't really know there's been a lot of new guys and some visitors and things, and they don't necessarily know our lodge officer's handbook recommended organization but i also wonder if these guys from the other jurisdictions if maybe they did have an oval or a circle and so they're i don't know i don't I, i'm almost open to letting it be organic and develop its own thing but also I'd, i would you know the the ocd part of me was okay either a rectangle or a circle one of the two let's figure this out <laughs> i don't know do you do you have do you generally go to the rectangle or when you when you do it or is it Kind of, or you know, however it happens. What us? E either of you? We, well, our, e ours e doesn't e go to ours. Doesn't usually goes to sort of generic blob like shape because we. I've never. Our ritual does not dictate a, a, a shape, and I've never seen 
anything other than a gen- sort of a round-ish <laughs> shape. An ellipse. And, you know, just, you know, not no right angles. I can tell you that much for certain. There are no right angles when we come together. I think our Lodge Officer's Handbook has a diagram that shows it two parallel lines based on the north and the south. Right. But other than that, there isn't isn't necessarily any other description about it. But I may be wrong. Matt probably is looking it up as I'm speaking and going to blast me with the right answer. (laughs) But but I'm I'm fascinated with the idea of the touching of the toes. I think that would be a simple element that you could bring in and do easily if everybody just left their, for example, left their right foot planted and just moved their left foot to the guy's left foot to the ne- right foot next to him. Uh, I think that could be an easy connection mm-hmm. and draws you in as well, depending on the size and the number of guys. Now, I, you know, in the past we could we would might have ten or twelve guys or fifteen guys, and so it'd be a pretty small circle. But we're, we've been very fortunate and hope to continue. We've had as many as thirty recently at our meetings, and so it'd be nice to have a nice big circle like that. Mm-hmm. I think the important thing is the coming of together before we separate yeah. and go our ways. Yeah. And I I seem to recall seeing somewhere that um that like forming the chain of union and then doing the happy to meet oh happy to get rid of you people happy to meet again i I don't know the exact words Um, happy to meet sorry to part happy to meet again there we go that's it sorry couldn't come up with that yes as as they're like shaking hands in the chain of union i must have i saw it in a movie somewhere or something um so yeah that would be an added degree of difficulty but well i hadn't that's interesting. I hadn't heard, heard that before. Is that from just an English old custom of some of sorts? That that phrase. I seem to remember it's... seeing it in a movie about English lodges, but I could be wrong. No. May I ask? Do you guys not have the Tyler's toast down there? Uh, apparently uh, not. Uh, <laughs> okay, because that that is like just, that's out of our Tyler's toast. Oh, that we we uh... say it every every. In the next in the next episode, we'll discuss. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would be a great lead-in, Jared. Well, there you go. Because yeah, that's yes, that's 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 right out of the Tyler's toast. Do you want to give him a little a little taste of it before we go? I'd yeah. love to if I could remember. Uh, <laughs> well, because I've never had to I've never had to do it, but it's it's you know, Chihuahua brethren the near or far. Uh, I can't actually. Well, hold on a second. Let me look it, it up. So, is it uh, only during your festive board or table lodge that you do that? Yes. It, well, it's the it's the, it's the final toast. Okay. It's always it's always our final toast at the festive board, and it always ends and it and it always ends with happy to meet. Sorry to part. Happy to meet again. Huh. Very cool. Very cool. I may have to crack open that. Yeah. And there's we have we actually have two versions. We have a long and a short. Of course you do, and the long yeah, because the long the long version it, it it involves more than one person, and but yeah, no, I, 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 that's interesting. I didn't realize you guys didn't do the, didn't have the Tyler's toast. I want to say in the in the table lodge ritual there is a Tyler's toast, but I don't think that's part of it. I, correct there, what the Tyler's toast was, I didn't keep it. There, there is a Tyler's toast, but it's not that. It's some other. Is it to wear out? 
it's not where Masons are so they're dispersed. It's some other. Uh, yeah, all, all, all Freemasons were so ever dispersed, and now let us drink the age-old traditional toast of the craft. All Freemasons were ever dispersed in the face of the earth. May our brethren of all nations be united under the mantle of universal friendship and brotherhood for all, the benefit of all mankind. Hmm. Interesting. No, nope, not the Tyler's toast. But they left that. They left <laughs> the last part out. It's our Tyler's toast, man. It's your Tyler's. But yeah, well, yeah, it's not the the Tyler's toast that we do up here. Well, you know, to kind of cap this off, he does say that the you know, the senses of hearing, seeing, feeling, smelling should all be returned to their rightful place. And, you know, I guess I, I wish, and, and there are some documents, I suppose, and books that we could read too, but I, I wish there was just something we could say, well, this is how it was always done. This is, you know, but there's so many fragmented and different elements and opinions about what should be and what shouldn't be. And I mean, I can't imagine the guys at, the goose and gridiron tavern worrying about incense and and you know that kind of stuff i mean sure they might have hugged and shaked hands and that kind of you know there's the touch part of it but and they certainly weren't necessarily and they certainly weren't uh, necessarily uh in their finest dress probably at the at the pub or at the bar but you never know all right there's other other smells that i'm sure they were dealing with <laughs> yes well, I think we've uh, I think we've exhausted chapter six. That was a pretty well wrote <laughs> discussion on chapter six, four four sections. Uh, so, we thank you for uh, joining us here on the Working Tools Podcast uh, on behalf of Jared, myself, and Matt, and uh, Absent Stephen. Uh, thank you, and have a great evening. Goodbye. Mm-hmm.